0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning. This is Real Presence Live. Thank you for being with us. We just visited with Robert Beerish talking about service to our nation, um, respecting uh, those in authority even if we don't agree with them, um, and also uh, coming together to honor our veterans. And so on March 25th in Thief River Falls, they'll be coming together to honor the veterans. And if you'd like to be a part of that event and also uh, attend um, as a Vietnam vet, uh, contact Robert Beerish. Um, he said you can give him a call so that he wants to know if you're going to attend so that they can have certificates available um, there in, on March 25th. So again, that's Robert Beerish. His phone number, 218-686-0245. 218-686-0245 if you want to attend that event. March 25th in Three River Falls, honoring our Vietnam veterans. So thank you so much for that, and uh, thank you for Robert for being with us. All right, so
1: we have Jan Settle on, on the phone with us, and she is coming to the area to do a, a retreat and discuss the theology, of body, about the theology of the body. Excuse me, Jan, are you with us?
2: I am. Good morning.
1: So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on.
2: Sure. So um, thanks for having me um, to begin with this morning. Um, my name is Jen Settle, and I am the Director of Ongoing Formation for the Theology of the Body Institute um, in around the area of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where our headquarters is. And I'm going to be in the area to do the Diocese of Fargo is, is bringing me in to do uh, a a retreat called uh, The Awakened Retreat. And this is a a women's retreat for um, March 24th to 26th. And we're going to be talking about the theology of the body and how it um, informs and impacts and helps us to live our femininity. So I'm excited to be with all of you um, in just a couple weeks.
0: Wonderful, Jen. Again, that is March 24th through 26th. There are still some uh, positions available there. It's out at Maryville. Um, So if you would like to sign up for that, and we'll get this out this more, but uh, merivellnd.org or fargodiocese.org forward slash retreats, you can sign up in both locations for that. Um, I guess I I believe we have about openings for about 45 people, and there are just over 30 have signed up. So uh, limited space available, but I think it's going to be a great event there with Jen. Uh, Jen, talk to us a little bit about the theology of the body.
2: Sure. So, The Theology of the Body was something that was written by Pope St. John Paul II. It was He finished it right before he was elected Pope. And what he did when he was elected Pope was to bring forth The Theology of the Body in his Wednesday audiences. From 1979 to 1984, so he spent five years um, teaching The Theology of the Body in these Wednesday audiences. So, what is The Theology of the Body? Um, Theology of the Body is John Paul II's catechesis on human love and human sexuality. So, in the theology of the body, he attempts to answer two questions that are so important for us in as humans. And the first one is, what does it mean to be human? (laughs) So, what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a woman? What does it mean that we are created in the image and likeness of God? And so, he takes us on this journey. Um, through Scripture. So, in the theology of the body, there are over 1,100 quotes of Scripture. Um, So, it really is uh, also a Bible study, in a certain sense, of of the theology of the body in in Scripture. And he starts with pointing us back to if we're supposed to understand or called to understand what it means to be human, um, you know, we only experience our humanity in our fallenness. So, that wasn't God's original plan. So, John Paul II, II take us back to the beginning of, what was God's plan for man and woman in the beginning? And since the fall, how how do we live our humanity in the midst of our fallenness, but yet redeemed by Christ? And then also, where are we headed? Where What is our destiny? And so that's really the first part of the theology of the body, of helping us to understand what it means to be human. And you know, the first time I heard the, the term theology of the body, it was a little, um I, I didn't know what it meant. What does it mean that there's a theology of the body? I know what theology means, is a study of God, I know what the body is, but how is there a study of God in the body? And John Paul II answers that by saying it's in Christ, it's in the Incarnation, as Christ became, took on human flesh and became one of us, like us in all things except sin, that we can see God in and through the body, that our bodies image God in some way. So that's the first part of the theology of the body. What does it mean to be human? The second part that he answers this question of how do I live my life in order to find happiness? So those are two huge questions for all of humanity, right? What does it mean to be human and how am I going to live a life that's, that I can find happiness? And that's when he talks about vocation. So he t- helps us to understand celibacy for the kingdom and marriage. Uh, and so those are the two parts of identity, who am I, and location. how do I live?
0: Excellent. And we have this upcoming, upcoming women's retreat um, coming up uh, in March, and the name is Awaken, the Awaken Women's mm-hmm. Retreat. So, so how does that go together? How does this Awaken go together with your theme of the theology of the body?
2: Sure. So as I mentioned, the we only know what it's like to live in a world and to live in a body, to be a person in a fallen world. So there, but John Paul II says, there are echoes within us of the beginning of our creation, the dignity of our humanity, the dignity of our creation as male and female. But those are sort of like fallen asleep within us in a certain sense. And so this retreat and all of theology of the body really is an attempt to awaken in us our dignity, awaken in us our call to live our identity as God desires us to, and to live our vocation as as God desires us to. So this awakening is like tapping into what is the echo of our dignity, of our creation, of God's plan that is within us as, as male and female. And in a particular way with this retreat, the awakening retreat is for women. And so, this is this is an attempt to really awaken in the feminine in us as women, um, to awaken God's plan for our femininity, to awaken what is God's plan in the beginning for the creation of woman, and to enliven and awaken awaken in us that that call to our dignity and awaken in us uh, a desire to live more in this world in <laughs> in the world that we're living in. A, a life and a femininity of how God created us to, but then also looking at what is our femininity going to be in the, in, um, in, in heaven? How are we called to live that? What's our desire in our femininity for heaven? And so this retreat is, is helping us to awaken. Yep. To awaken where, um, where we came from, where we are and where we're headed. So to awaken that desire to live
1: our femininity as God has created us to. Jan, as, as I listen here, I'm, I'm just struck by just the questions that you're answering. And if you, if you look at where we're at in the world today, if people had the answer to three of those questions, you know, what does it mean to be human? What does it look like to be a man and woman? H- how do I find happiness? Uh, where, where is my future? Uh, it's just it's just striking to me that you know, that we have the answer.
2: For, for, for mm, all these questions so. that
1: people are, are, are seeking, some, some, somehow they're seeking the answer to these questions.
2: Yes, and that's the beauty of the theology of the body, is that when we're teaching the theology of the body, these questions are already in the human heart. No matter if you have a deep relationship with God or even know God in general. Like, this is these are the questions of humanity. And so, John Paul II's theology of the body reaches into those questions and proposes Um, the goodness of what God created us to be. And so, again, this is not even just for Christians. This is for humanity. If you have a body, this theology of the body is for you. It answers those deep underlying questions that we all have.
0: It reminds me of Catherine of Siena, her quote, be who you were made to be and you will set the world. Actually, at that point, you will set Italy on fire, but uh, people have expanded it to the world. Be who you were made to be and you will set the world on fire. So we understand natural law, something already written on our hearts. It's already there. Um, Because we failed to see it, as the Catechism says, he wrote it down for us in the Ten Commandments, but he's still trying to reveal it to us. Um, It's already written there. We're, We're searching everywhere. Um, searching for Love for, in All the Wrong Places, as a country song would say, right? Looking for Love in All yeah. the Wrong Places. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's, it's right there. It's already written on our hearts. And if you yeah. are interested in joining Jen Settle on this retreat, again, at, it's at Maryville, uh, just north of Valley City, the retreat center there, March 24th through the 26th. You can sign up um, at, at FargoDiocese.org forward slash retreats or online at MaryValeND.org, available in both locations about 10 to 12 spots available still um, for that retreat out there. And uh, enjoy. Uh, you'll enjoy the location, um, and you'll enjoy the content as well with Jen Settle. As you can tell, we're just giving you kind of a taste of what she's going to talk about.
1: Yeah, I, I would highly recommend going. And it, it, the, the theology of the body, is just a tree that just continues to bear fruit, doesn't it? And there's just so many ways that you can go, and, and so many audiences that, that this resonates with.
2: Absolutely. You know, there male female married celibate single um young old uh, everywhere in between um that it really they're, they're, if you're open to receiving you know what god has in store for you that um there's great fruit that can be born and we've seen it over the years with the at the institute of the people that we've been able to to reach and and really infuse the theology of the body we've seen marriages saved we've seen vocations um to the priesthood and religious life uh saved as well and so it's just it's a great blessing again if you're open to receive what the lord the truth of what the lord desires to speak into our hearts and and to make an effort to to live a more a life more dedicated um to living the life that god has created us for
1: jana, i'm, I'm doing the catechism in a year with uh, father mike schmitz and we just finished up on the body the catechism. Wonderful. And it's just just beautiful the way that he portrays it and, and gives it gives you such an appreciation. But the body is a big deal.
2: Absolutely. Um, the body, John Paul II says, the body is what makes visible the invisible reality, what is spiritual and divine in us. And so the body itself, it's the way that we communicate, it's the, it's the image that we portray in the world of our inner life and the inner life of God that is within us. And a, a body itself makes manifest God. It, we are created in His image and likeness. There is something about the human body that we can read into and understand something of God. And so the body is essential. It's um, It's not just an add-on to our spirit, but it is, it, we are an integrated person of body and spirit. And the body is integral to making what is invisible visible in the world
0: the language you're talking there makes me think of you saying that the body is a sacrament. But hey, we're going to come back to that on the other side of the break because this is Real Presence Live. We're going to unpack this a little bit more uh, talking to Jen Settle who's going to lead a retreat here, a women's retreat in the Diocese of Fargo at Maryville. If you'd like to sign up, March 24th through the 26th, FargoDiocese.org forward slash retreats or Maryville ND.org. You can check it out there. We're going to continue this conversation on the other side of the break. This is Real Presence Live. We'll be right back. This is Real Presence Live where the focus is not on the Real
2: Presence Radio is available on Alexa-enabled devices, including Amazon Echo, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To enable the skill, just say, Alexa, enable Real Presence Radio. To listen, say something like, Alexa, open Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play. To which you can respond, play Sioux Falls, or play AM970, or play WWEN. From there, you can use commands like play, pause, and stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere, on Alexa-enabled devices. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. The letter to the Hebrews describes the scriptures as a double-edged sword. This weapon is so sharp, it can cut us to the bone, revealing our hypocrisy, our justifications, our self-recited limitations, and our hidden motives. They are like a riverbed clogged with boulders. Our lives then become stale and boring without the fresh, clean, rushing waters of God's Spirit. And yet, these waters can rush in through the Word of God. In the same way, it may be painful at times to read the Scriptures God gave us, but the life they bring is crucial. First Corinthians 4:20 says, "The kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power." Today, allow the Word of God to clear away the obstacles that block you from a total life
1: of holiness. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace. Power. Find out more at CWBS.org.
0: This is Dr. Ryan Sappo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. We appreciate all the support our eye care clinic has received over the past year. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, vision therapy services, contact lenses, and glasses. Lumen Vision is located across the street from Saints Ann and Jocum Parish in South Fargo. We accept a variety of vision and medical insurance plans. To schedule an appointment online, our website is www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. This is Real Presence Live. Steve Sponskowski hosting along with Tom O'Keefe. And we are visiting with Jen Settle. She's coming to the area to do awaken the Awaken Women's Retreat at Maryvale March 24th through the 26th. So if you'd like to sign up for that, check it out online at Fargodiocese.org forward slash retreats or org. You can sign up there. About 10, 10 to 12 spots left available in um, that upcoming retreat. And before the break, we were talking with Jen about the importance of the body. And, of course, throughout the history of the church, Jen, there have been numerous conversations, uh, you know, heresies even, that have wanted to separate the soul from the body, um, and conversations about how the, the human person is, you know, in integration of the soul and the body. Um, and you're talking here about how the body is a visible sign. That sounds like sacramental language. Talk to us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I would qualify that with small s, sacramental, mm-hmm. um, not the seven sacraments. Um, Correct. But the, the small s in terms of that we, our body is a sacramental. It makes visible what is invisible. Just as the seven sacraments, each one of them, have visible signs that make um, visible what is in the invisible reality of what is happening in the sacraments. And how integral, if we think about the sacraments, our body, each one of our bodies is an integral part of the sacramental celebration. Capital S, seven sacraments. Um, you know, that our bodies are anointed in the anointing of the sick. Um, our bodies are anointed in baptism, and water is poured over. Again, just our bodies are integral to our encounter with the living God, with the sacramental life of the Church. And so, without our bodies, we are just pure spirits. And so, our bodies are integral to um, our worship of the Lord, integral to our initiation into the family of God, into Christianity, um, and and also this sustainable encounter with the living God through the sacrament. So it makes visible, our bodies make visible what is invisible about us. Um, The invisible reality is that there is a divine life living within each of our bodies, and our bodies make visible that. So the way that we love, the way that we care for each other, the way that we speak, um, the way that we encounter each other the, it is is the living um, embodiment of what is invisible about us: our heart, our inner life, our spirit. And so, the bodies are our bodies are integral um, to to our expression of our faith.
1: I'm I'm thinking of the of the the, the scripture passage: we can do nothing without God. And and, and the grace that that, that, that implies. And, and the body really becomes a vessel for that grace, for, for doing those things that mm-hmm. you're talking about.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and we, we use, um, you know, you spoke a little bit earlier about, like, the heresies of, uh, and how, honestly, they, they have creeped into um, how people understand the body, and especially in a, in a sense of, like, our, our bodies are bad and our spirits are good, but somehow they compete against each other. And granted, we experience, because of sin, we experience temptation in our bodies. We experience, um, you know, sin in our bodies. But it doesn't make our bodies bad. That <laughs> our bodies aren't bad. Our bodies are very good. God created us in the image and likeness of Him, who is very good. And so just the sense of, like, where are the struggles that I have, um, the tension within, between my body and soul that I experience? Um, when we experience temptation to sin, that our bodies might want some one thing and our spirits might want another, but it's like they don't they don't compete against each other. that it's like there's something in my interior life that is tent that is attempting to to um, that I'm attracted to sin. I'm attracted to something that isn't good for me. And so the integration of the body and soul is not that the body is bad and the spirit is good. It's that both are very good, but we are affected by sin. We are affected by evil. We're affected by um, temptation. Um, But we are also, praise God, redeemed by Christ. And so there is real freedom that can be experienced in the body and in the spirit, in the integral person, um, from that temptation. and, And the freedom to be able to love as God calls us to love.
0: If you're just joining us, you're hearing the voice of Jen Settle. She's coming to the Diocese of Fargo to lead a women's retreat, the Awaken Women's Retreat, here coming uh, March 24th to 26th. Um, and uh, we're, we're talking about this theology of the body that uh, Pope John Paul II, Pope John Paul the Great, um, St. Pope John Paul II, whatever you want to call him, great man, <laughs> um, so many titles, but so many great works he did for us with the theology of the body. Uh, back in uh, September of last year, Jen, we had a Eucharistic uh, conference here in Fargo. Uh, it's kind of kicking off the Eucharistic revival, and we had Monsignor Shea from the University of Mary was here, and he talked in his talk about the sacramental view of the world, and that kind of leads and you know kind in lends itself to this conversation of seeing the world more, in, you know, as from that sacramental view, seeing the Eucharist more from that sacramental view, seeing our bodies more from that sacramental view. One of the things that stood out to me that he said, you know, he said. You know, isn't it amazing how we love to get together for a meal? We like to get together for that camaraderie, that that relationship of the meal, and really, in a certain sense, the the meal is a sacramental of hospitality. It kind of gives you, it makes me think of you know Plato's uh, what his that that cave vision where you're sitting in the cave and you're looking at the wall, but all you see is the reflection of the good that it represents. Kind of that that we're seeing in the world, we see that reflection of the good that it represents. Can you talk to us a little bit more, unpacking that sacramental view of the world?
2: Yes, definitely. Again, it's that what is invisible is made visible, and that we can see in the body itself. We can see the image of God. We're meant to. and uh, We're meant to see the image of God. We're, we're meant to see God in the body of another person, God in the body of ourselves. And so we look at especially the Eucharist. It's it's not a coincidence um, that, you know, the Lord left us the Eucharist. that left us a meal, left us this consummation, this this encounter with Him, the, the consuming of His body into our body. That depth of encounter, that our bodies are integral to that. Our bodies are essential to that communion. Um, our bodies and our spirits are, are essential to that communion with God, that sacramental vision of seeing, as I... As I encounter the human person, I'm encountering Christ. Christ is made visible to me in this other person. Christ is obviously sacramentally, body, soul, blood, and divinity, sacramentally present in the Eucharist. But this person in front of me is in union with him, is in communion with that Eucharist, communion with the body of Christ. You know, it's no coincidence either that as we're given the body of Christ, we're given the blood of Christ, but it's said... The, receive the body of Christ. And we say, yes, Amen. I receive the body of Christ into my own body. And so there's a sacramental view of being all of creation. All of us. That we can see in and through the body, we can see God made manifest to us.
0: Yeah, I think it's an important conversation in, in our diaconate training here in the Diocese of Fargo. One of the questions that was put out to us was to, to ponder this phrase, that you were made in the likeness and image of God. And what does that mean? And it really brought me back to that idea of the theology of the body, as you just said, Jen, that by knowing myself, by knowing other humans... I can actually come to know something about God because we're made in his likeness and image. So the beauty that we see in others, the, those transcendentals that we see, the, the goodness, the beauty, uh, the truth, the unity that we see in, in ourselves and in others tells us something about God. And so as if you can you know, spend each day looking at others and saying, wait, what are, the, what are the good things about this person? That tells me something about the God that created us and that this person is actually this reflection of this, of this loving God.
2: Absolutely. Can you imagine a world, living in a world where every single person looked at another person and said, God is in, the image of God is in this person. God is living, is a living, is living within this person. How would we treat one another? How would we love one another? How would that change uh, so many dynamics, you know, in our culture, to be able to see God in the other person? Um, and also to see God within ourselves. And I, I think in particular, you know, with the awakening retreat for women of of looking at, you know, the feminine body and being able to say, where are those places when we have this culture of beauty? But it's, it's an unattainable beauty, <laughs> to be honest, um, especially for women. And it's like, when we compare ourselves to the, quote, beauty of, of what the culture is saying that the feminine body should be and should look like, what does that do to our spirit? How do we then... How is the, the image and likeness of God within our own feminine body um, sort of skewed? Um, because we don't look like the, the women in the movies, or we don't look like the women on magazine covers, um, because they're not real. <laughs> and, and so what does that do to the image of God found within us? And so that that's really the gift, I think, of this, the hope of this retreat, is to awaken in the feminine awaken in the women coming to this retreat with an understanding of the true beauty in our femininity in our feminine bodies that image in some way God, and so um to to find healing in those places where we struggle to see the beauty of god within the within the feminine body,
0: absolutely.
1: Jan, one of the challenges I have is, as a Catholic, there's so much to know, and there's so many opportunities to, to learn. Uh, for the, for our listeners out here that are, are uh, wondering about the theology of body, is is there some resources or something you could turn them to? I'm gonna start down this journey, knowing about theology of body. Where can I go?
2: Yes. So um, on our website pobinstitute.org, we have a store, and in the store we have many resources. And I would encourage people, if, if you've never heard of the Theology of the Body, this is the first time you've been hearing it, or even, you know, just a little bit, um, to maybe start with the, the resource, Theology of the Body for Beginners. So it's a book that Christopher West wrote um, to introduce the concepts of Theology of the Body in a way that's very relatable. So I'd encourage that as a place to begin, povinstitute.org, and you can find that in our store.
0: All right, and we'll be right back. Thanks, Jen.
2: You're welcome.